Today on Recur Now, a spotlight on pricing tiers and competition. We see Walmart's new plan threatening the pros over at Amazon Prime. And Rent the Runway adds a new membership option to shine in the subscription clothing space. And finally, venture capital firm Sequoia's $21 million conflict of interest. All this and more today on Recur Now. Coming at you from ProfitWell's Boston HQ, it is Thursday, March 12th. I'm Abby Sullivan. And I'm Grace Gagnon. It's a beautiful day to subscribe. Up first, your news. We have had our eyes on Rent the Runway on the show before as one of the several popular clothing subscriptions out there. But since there are so many of these out there, which I can attest to since I've tried a handful myself, you know, Newly, Haverdash, Stitch Fix, the list goes on. Rent the Runway is looking to a new membership option that will hopefully get shoppers on board with their platform over others. Their team is now launching a third plan. It's a two-swap plan at 135 monthly, giving users the ability to swap out four items twice each month. Previously, the options were either unlimited or one swap. And it seems like it's a good move. We've dug into the data here to find that simplicity in pricing, surprisingly, doesn't always win. And more tiers actually correlates with higher average revenue per user, or ARPU. Data suggests the idea that complexity, from a number of tiers' perspective, is worse than simplicity is actually not correct. Less isn't always more. Instead, more is actually more. Offering more tiers correlates with higher ARPU. In both B2B and B2C, we found as you increase the number of plans within a company, you do actually see an increase in ARPU. Companies with more than five plans are seeing 40 to 50% higher ARPU on a relative basis than those companies with less than five plans. So does this mean you should add a bunch of tiers to your pricing and call it a day? Not exactly. We'll link to the full data and benchmarks in your subscriber newsletter so you can dig into the nuances here. And now, Grace, on what's new with Walmart. It looks like Walmart is cooking something up in the membership department, adding its own paid membership model that would directly compete with Amazon Prime and offering perks that Amazon Prime allegedly doesn't. You know, text messaging to place orders and prescription drug and fuel discounts. They're calling it Walmart Plus. It's not the most original name, but we're intrigued nonetheless. Amazon Prime's numbers and influence continues to grow, ending 2019 with 112 million U.S. users, according to Consumer Intelligence Research Partners. That's up from just over 100 million at the end of 2018, and more than double the 50 million Americans who were using Prime at the end of 2015, reports Fortune. So, they've got this market on lock, and that means Walmart will have to distinguish itself from the competition with seriously unique offerings and features to its membership. Business offering subscriptions need to experiment with different features and offerings, gather actionable user data, and make adjustments in order to optimize their process. And as we're big advocates of, they may need to take a close look at pricing. Pricing of Walmart Plus remains unknown, but it should compete closely with Amazon Prime's cost of $119 per year. Because we know that standing out in a certain market might mean choosing prices that undercut your competitors, even though those prices might cut into your overall profits. A strong competitor-based pricing strategy is built on research. When you understand how the top competitors in your market are pricing their products and how that pricing might impact customers' expectations, you have a foundation for setting your products or services rates. We'll link to resources on competitor-based pricing in your subscriber newsletter. More on that later in this episode. 
On Monday, TechCrunch broke the news that Sequoia, the better-known venture capital firm, had parted ways with Phoenix over a purported conflict of interest and handed back its board seat, its information rights, its shares, and its full investment. Sequoia led the $35 million round into the payments infrastructure player, which was the main source of conflict. The reason being, Sequoia is also an investor in Stripe, the payments platform we know and love, worth about $35 billion. The firm led its Series A back in 2012, according to Crunchbase, therefore making Sequoia a longtime Stripe associate and major shareholder, which has us thinking even more about competition in this episode. Although sure, VC may be a different story in your mind, but should you, like a Stripe or a Phoenix, pay attention to your competition? With the influx of SaaS and subscription companies out there, there's bound to be competitors in your space, whether you break into a totally new market or enter a pre-existing one. Focus on your customers. Don't even think about the competition. We've heard this piece of advice consistently for the past decade. Yet the reasons for it are typically pretty lukewarm and appeal to a time of tech company past when there were only a few companies in existence for each space. So what does the data actually say? Well, after studying 2,500 subscription companies, here's Neil, our go-to product man, with your answer, breaking down the data and steering you in the right direction. Denying competition has increased is a fool's errand. When surveying executives and founders around how many competitors they had in their first year of business, we find that those who started their business five years ago were looking at two to three competitors, whereas those that started a year ago were looking at double-digit competitors. The rise in competition, though, doesn't mean that you shouldn't focus on competition. Yet, when we explore marketing data, it turns out that some level of competitive focus does, in fact, work. Customer acquisition cost, or CAC, is roughly 15% lower for companies with a competitive focus, which includes comparison pages, competitive ads, and the like. When done well, the data suggests that competitive comparisons can actually help buyers make a decision, right? Because they're already doing research in a competitive market, so it stands to reason that you should help them with their research and respectfully show the differences between you and your competitors. Product is a whole different issue, though where those companies with a competitive product strategy are actually doing worse from a customer satisfaction perspective when measured through Net Promoter Score. These competitive-focused product teams are seeing roughly 50% lower NPS scores compared to their non-competitive-focused counterparts. And note that this trend has actually remained fairly consistent over the past number of years. So, should you focus on your competition? Well, it's hard to say. Right? You never want to do anything that sacrifices product quality, and the data does suggest that these companies who are focused on competition are presumably good at lowering their CAC, but not so great at defending their MPS. Another possible outcome here is that these companies aren't disciplined enough to focus on competition in the right places and ignore competition in the other places. Like most cliches, this comes down to the situation and your discipline. I will link to the full report with all data cuts in your subscriber newsletter. But I'm also keen to hear what you are thinking. Email me at abby at recurnow.com if you have thoughts about competition or any story we covered here today. And that's a wrap in your March 12th news. Now, a segment we call Recurring Rhetoric by Grace. Here, she gives an overview of competitor-based pricing, but we'll also link to resources that dig deep on the subject in your subscriber newsletter. Let's say you're McDonald's and I'm Wendy's. I, Wendy's, put out a new promotion offering French fries and a Frosty for $1. So you, McDonald's, get wind of this combo promotion I'm putting out, and you copy it, offering a milkshake and fries for also $1. 
That is competitor-based pricing and what I'll be talking about on today's Recurring Rhetoric. Competitor-based pricing is a pricing method that uses competitors' prices as a benchmark rather than setting your own prices based on market value, customer costs, and customer value. So do we like this method? Well, simply put, it's a lot like throwing a dart in the dark because you don't know what strategies your competitors are using to set their prices. So yeah, you can look at your competitors' prices, but you should also be looking at customer value, cost of goods, market value, and customer costs. Competitor-based pricing is complete. For more SaaS pricing and subscription terminology, head to priceintelligently.com backslash dictionary. And that's it for your Thursday edition of Recur Now. More for you here tomorrow. This has been a Recur Studios production, the fastest growing subscription network out there. If you find use for this show, subscribe for more like it at profitwell.com slash recur.